reading is John 1, verses 29 through 42. The Lamb of God. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The first disciples of Jesus. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Lord, we are truly blessed to have had someone in our lives who cared enough about you and us to share your name, to show us your love, to teach us about this grand faith, who set our lives on an entirely different course that always leads straight to your heart. Teach us through these words today to know we are blessed to do that very thing for others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. A fly was buzzing along one morning when he saw a lawnmower that someone had left just sitting out in their front yard. He flew over and he sat on the handle of that lawnmower and he watched the children as they walked by on the sidewalk on their way to school. Well, it just happened that one of the boys tripped on a crack and he fell, spilling his lunch all over that sidewalk. Well, he's a guy, so he picked himself up. He took all the food that had fallen on the ground, put it back in the ground, in the bag, and went on his way. 
but he missed a piece of baloney. Well, the fly had not eaten that morning, and he was hungry. So he flew down and started eating the baloney. In fact, he ate so much that he could not fly. So he waddled across the lawn, crawled up onto the wheel of the lawnmower, and up to the handle of that mower, where he returned to the position he had been in, resting and watching more children go by. But from there he looked down and he noticed there was still some baloney laying there on the sidewalk. He was stuffed, really stuffed. But that baloney sure did look good. Finally, temptation got the better of him, and he jumped off the handle of the lawnmower to fly over to the baloney. But alas, he was too full to fly, and he went splat, killing him instantly. So, what is the point of this story? It's really simple. Don't fly off the handle when you're full of baloney. What? Were you perhaps expecting something a little more spiritual? Yeah. Well, how about this then? This world is full of baloney. It's full of temptations. It's full of distractions that attract us like flies. He or she who dies with the most toys wins. That's not called victory, that's called greed. It's baloney. If it feels good, do it. Self-gratification. Go viral. Embarrass anyone you have to. Say anything you want to to get those likes. Ego. Narcissism. It's all about me. Baloney. But these verses about John and Andrew, they cut through all of the baloney and they bring us to the very heart of our lives as Christians. John the Baptist spent his life preaching repentance. But when Jesus appears on the scene. His message changes. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John points the way not to repentance now, but 
to Jesus now. And then there is Andrew. Andrew, the first follower of Jesus. Andrew, the first evangelist of Jesus. Andrew, the first missionary of Jesus. We usually don't think of Andrew that way, do, do we? Truth be told, when was the last time you thought of Andrew at all? Andrew is easy to overlook. He's not one of the, the superstars. He's not Peter, he's not Paul, he's not John, he's not Matthew, Mark, or Luke. In fact, Andrew is mentioned by name, he's only mentioned by name in 12 verses, and in eight of them he is referred to as the brother of Simon Peter. Peter was the rock star. Andrew was the guy who carried his instruments. So what makes Andrew so special? What makes Andrew so important to us? You see, Andrew did one thing over and over again. He brought people to Jesus. Andrew's first act as a disciple was to go and get his brother so he could meet Jesus. Can you imagine a church without Peter? Everything Peter did in the early days. One of the holy apostles starting the church, dying for his Lord. Those stories would not exist if Andrew had not gone and said, Brother, come see. Come see. When there were 5,000 hungry mouths to be fed, Andrew introduced a small boy with a small lunch to Jesus. He brought him to Jesus. There is an old saying among pastors, shepherds don't make sheep. Sheep make sheep. Some churches expect their pastors to bring in new people and increase membership and to make disciples. And some pastors can do that. The problem is they do it on the power of their personality. Guess what happens when that pastor leaves? It was the excitement of Andrew. It was the invitation of Andrew that got the first two or three gathered together with Jesus. Andrew, a layperson. Andrew, a sheep. Shepherds don't make sheep. Sheep make sheep. That's not just good genetics. That's good faith. 
It's great faith. And notice what Andrew did. There, there were no huge TV monitors. There wasn't a whole staff that went ahead and planned conferences and set up prayer partners and visited churches to let people know what was coming. What Andrew did was not dramatic. It was not even innovative. He simply shared his excitement for Jesus. Come see. Andrew should be every Christian's middle name. Peggy Andrew Palmer. We're not talking about him. We're talking about you. <laughs> Andrew. John Andrew Threat. Steve Andrew Holler. You see, you and I have bragging rights. Jesus did not brag about his healings or any of the miracles he performed. In fact, Jesus more often told people, I'm going to do this miracle, but keep quiet about it. It was up to those who followed Jesus to spread the news about the power and presence they witnessed, they experienced, they felt around Jesus. You know, a man called the church by mistake. It happens more often than you think. And I enjoy those phone calls. It's like, hey, you never call them church by mistake. So what can I pray for you about in your life? And I'll just start having a conversation with a guy who's waiting for me to hang up so he can call whoever he meant to call in the first place. But a man called church by mistake. And the church secretary happened to be distracted at the time and did not answer the phone in the usual fashion. She just said, hello? I've actually done that before at a church. The man said, I want to order one pound of barbecue, two pints of coleslaw, and a dozen hush puppies. To which the church secretary said, wait a minute, sir, we aren't a restaurant. You must have a wrong number. Well, the man hesitated a moment, and then he said, well, what do you sell? What business are you in? It's a good question. We declare good news. We proclaim the forgiveness of sin by the grace of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. We live out our faith in our crucified and risen Savior. We offer eternal and abundant life in Jesus' name. So Lisa Andrew and Lynn Andrew and Betty Andrew and Dave Andrew 
and Bruce Andrew and Craig Andrew and Carla Andrew and Sharon Andrew and Linda Andrew and Fran Andrew and just another Steve Andrew and Phil Andrew. Oh, we won't leave you out. And Dallas Andrew. How are you going to invite others to come see this year? I've got a challenge for you. It's got a whole year. That's a long time. Just ask any kid who's waiting for Christmas already. I want you to take your middle name, Andrew, and like your namesake, bring five people to Aldersgate to come see. Not family. I've done this at churches before, and they'd bring family from out of town and say, Oh, look, I got five all at once. That does not count. Five. Fifty-two weeks for five people. I don't think I'm asking too much because I believe that Jesus is asking even more. Or are you going to settle for baloney? Amen.